Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM. We are brought to you by Caledonian Financial. Well, Mike, today in the in the in the on the bus today we have with us representative, state representative of the sixty fourth district, Mr. Scott Sapicki. Welcome, Scott. Good morning. Uh, welcome, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> Glad to have you on the show today. Um, we're going to give some educational updates. Scott serves on the education committees as chair in a few different capacities in Nashville in his role as our state representative, and it's always good to get the updates and what's going on and what's positive and happening for Murray County Public Schools and our students here. But first, I wanted to make some announcements. The news may have already been out by now, but we have announced, we have hired, excuse me, our new assistant superintendent of instruction. That is going to be Mr. Keith Stacy. Keith Stacy was hired by Lisa Ventura to serve in this role as assistant superintendent of instruction, effective July 1st, 2022. Uh, Mr. Stacy uh, comes out of Marshall County and Giles County and has a lot of great experience. Um, we're very excited that Mr. Stacy has accepted this role. His level of expertise, commitment to public education, and passion for learning are the qualities that we have been looking for, said Ms. Ventura. Mr. Stacy is able to mentor and coach teachers and aspiring administrators, as well as guide and work with veteran educators. He has intricate knowledge regarding career and technical education and a desire to watch students succeed. So we want to welcome Mr. Stacy to Murray County Public Schools and thank him for accepting the job with us. I also have another announcement I'd like to share. Scott, I'm taking up our time here. Take your time. Um, I'd also like to share that we have hired a Dr. Brian Brewer to be the principal at Hampshire Unit School. Dr. Brewer comes, from a, comes to us from Bartlett, Tennessee, originally, and has most recently served in Metro Nashville. Dr. Brewer graduated from uh, Kirby High School in Memphis, Tennessee, and um, we are excited to have him in, on board. Um, from, from Lisa Ventura, Dr. Brewer had, from Lisa Ventura stated, Dr. Brewer has had a unique path into education. However, he truly has the heart of an educator. We look forward to watching Hampshire Unit School thrive under his guidance. Um, yeah, these are two great announcements to be shared in the community. I'm happy to bring them to the Big Yellow School Bus today um, to let you know that we and we have one more that we're going to be sharing very soon, and that'll be the last one of our administrative positions in our district, and that will be for Columbia Central High School. Hopefully we'll have that news to you next week or or even sooner. Um, Scott, tell us a little bit about yourself, because I know you've been on the show, but we've got a lot of people that have moved to the, the area and are new to Murray County. And obviously you're no stranger to the Big Yellow School Bus, and you've been in this community your, pretty much your whole life, right? No. No, 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 no not at okay, all. Okay, well, you can give us that little bit of history. Sure. Um, but I'd like to, for our listening audience to know a little bit about you, and you are currently our, our 64th representative in the state of Tennessee. That's correct. Well, um, originally from St. Louis, Missouri, uh, received a scholarship to play football and baseball at the University of Wisconsin in Madison. 
Uh, attended there, received my Bachelor's of Arts in History. I'm a history major. I've always loved history and, and the nuances of it and watching how, unfortunately, we never learn from history and we continue to repeat it over and over and over again. But uh, uh, played professionally for the Bengals and the Vikings in the NFL and played professionally for the White Sox and the Twins. And then uh, the NFL, for me, NFL stood not for long because I was cut pretty quickly and <laughs> my football career was over, but played eight years in the, in the minor leagues. But uh, got to a position here, moved to Murray County, uh, well, I actually moved to Tennessee in like 2001, 2002, and then uh, been in Murray County since 2008, uh, served on the county commission from 2010 to 14, was the Murray County Republican Party chairman from 14 to 18 when uh, Sheila Butt retired from the state, from the General Assembly and asked me to replace her. I've been in the General Assembly for four years uh, as your representative. Uh, I now represent almost all of Murray County. Uh, but in the upcoming election in uh, in about three weeks, uh, the new district will take place, and therefore I'll only be basically uh, representing Highway 31 East, Campbellsville, Pike East, and the city of Columbia. Okay, uh, now, that's, that's a big change. It's a big change, but like I tell everybody, you know, being the senior representative because District 71 is my is my is my sister is the other the western side of Murray County, because we've all driven the same roads and share the same concerns. Just just call our office; we'll be happy to help you. Uh, currently in the General Assembly, I serve on the insurance committees, and then I serve on all four of the education committees, and I chair the instruction subcommittee. So everything in education, one way or the other, uh, there's only two representatives who serve on all four. It's myself and John Reagan uh, from Oak Ridge. Everything in education, every bill, every idea comes across our desk to be able to pass. Well, I, I wish you well in the upcoming election. Appreciate it. And um, hopefully, uh, if things go the way you hope, we'll have you back on the show again to give us an update about education, because if you continue in the role, you will probably continue in the education committees, right? That's correct, and, and hope, I mean, we, we'll see what happens. Maybe there might be a promotion to a chairman of, one, of the education committee, right? but uh, everything I've done up there, I, I, in the last four years, I've, I've carried 36 bills, right. and 28 of them have been in education. Well, I really enjoy hearing what's happening in Nashville and sharing with Murray County um, families, um, teachers, mm -hmm. um, parents. And getting the inside information from you about some of the things in education that you, your team and you have all been able to accomplish and the, some of the laws that have been passed mm -hmm. and some of the good things that are happening that really benefit our, our rural but growing county. Um, so what is the number one thing on your list you think that has benefited, and, and I didn't prep you for this, that's that's benefited okay. our county in state legislature for education, and this has highly benefited Murray County. Well, I mean that's that's a difficult question because as a as a member of the General Assembly, I I craft law for all all ninety five counties. Okay, one of the bills I'm most I'm very proud of that that we were able to get across the finish line was the literacy bill. Okay, uh, everybody knows our lack of literacy skills uh, on grade level uh, in in third grade levels are are not the, the numbers we need them to be. Uh, two years ago during the special session, I carried Governor Lee's bill on literacy. And what it did is it switched us back to phonics on how do we teach our young kids how to read. And, and That was probably my favorite thing. Sorry to interrupt, but my favorite thing growing up is when we were little, we had what they call this thing called hooked on phonics. Yes. And phonics was a big thing when I was growing yes, up. Yes, correct. And I'm glad they brought that back. Well, sometimes some of your answers are in the past. 
There's my history degree right there. <laughs> Sometimes you go back and you look at the things that were highly successful. You look at phonics, right? We bring phonics back to early education. But a lot of our teachers didn't know how to teach phonics. So the state paid, we, we put in the bill that we would pay the teachers, pay them to go and take a phonics course to learn how to teach phonics. So Absolutely. everybody would be on the same page. We, we were hoping that we would have participation in that from our teachers. Let me tell you something. We filled every spot in three days in the state of Tennessee to learn about phonics. That's how eager our teachers are to teach. Another part of the bill that was very important was summer school. We brought back summer school, mandatory summer school, for those kids that are not on grade level. They are below or approaching with below being the priority. Yeah. Let me say something about summer school. Um, By the time this broadcast airs, summer school had concluded. We did four weeks, and we had an amazing opportunity to recognize the students that were able to make it every day with perfect attendance. Area merchants, and I'm not going to go through the list because I don't have it written down here, but we are, we are literally, we have eight schools, okay? It's called Star Summer Camp. And if you're able to get to the school every day for all four weeks, we're, your name will go into a drawing for a bike. Oh, wow. So eight bikes have been donated by area merchants um, to each school. So every school is giving away a bike, all right now, I, and I should have had the names of the, the 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 donors, but I did not have them. But also, if you have perfect attendance for all four weeks, the Mule House Theater is donating a pair of tickets to every school. So there'll be eight pairs of tickets, one for each school, to be given to random drawing for anyone that had perfect attendance all four weeks mm-hmm. for the parents. So because it's the parents that actually get the kids to school mm-hmm. that um, enable them to be there all four weeks. So mm-hmm. so big shout out to our, our recognition from our community sponsors for helping out. And last but not least on that list, if just if you had weekly perfect attendance, if you made it Monday through Thursday, it was a four-day program for four weeks. Mm-hmm. If you made it Monday through Thursday, McDonald's in Murray County donated a, I think it was an ice cream cone or ice cream to a student. So if you had... Perfect attendance for the week. At the end of the week, you got a free ice cream cone. Oh wow! So these these um, partner, community partnerships are, are so important and vital to public schools. And this summer, with the summer school program, which you were just talking about, we were able to really enhance the reward for attending. And I believe we had a full. Um, we did. We had we had extra people that couldn't get in on the program because we had full classrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really saying a lot. You know, there's there's the need, there's the want, there's people who wanted to be there. And so hopefully we'll have a lot of names in the hat to be able to draw for these bikes and these Mulehouse tickets. And thank you to all of our community sponsors. And thank you for the state of Tennessee and the legislature and everybody that enabled this ability to have mm-hmm. these great summer school programs. Because the teachers, you know, they took part of their summer off, you know, to, to go back to work and help um, help the students learn and the learning loss that may have taken place during COVID and stuff. Um, it's really quite amazing to see this whole process come together. In fact, I know the last day of summer school, some of the schools are actually having like a little mini carnival, um, blow ups and, and dress up and all kinds of cool stuff. And there's a lot of excitement around summer school at Murray County Public Schools. 
Well, that was one of the things we did, uh, and we funded it all from the state, so there's no cost to the local school system at all. Uh, and we paid our teachers appropriately. We made sure that they were going to be compensated at a little bit higher level yes. to gain the enthusiasm, and we gave them the flexibility that a teacher wouldn't have to teach the whole four weeks. If they wanted to teach and split it with a partner and go two and two, that was totally fine. And then the last part of that whole bill was uh, the during the school year, the remediation of tutors for these kids that are falling behind. And that program, what we're seeing is in the last test scores we've had. Now, a lot of the the recent test scores we've had in Tennessee with the big bump we've seen is because the kids are back in school. We know mm-hmm. that. But the work of the literacy, of the of the summer school, of the tutoring, of the teachers really getting uh, focused on these kids, we saw some really tremendous jumps in reading across the state of Tennessee to where we're almost back up to pre-pandemic levels, about 36 37% of our kids read and comprehend. I got to make sure I say that, right? Mm -hmm. Because I know there's more than 36% of our kids that can read, right? but there's 36% that can read and comprehend on grade level. And so that's what we're trying to move that number up. Our goal is to to be number one in the country. And that was a statewide figure, right? Statewide figure. And so we've seen tremendous uh, uh, growth that way. Uh, The other thing that we did to make sure was um, it's very key to us. We understand that kids... Um, and teachers, for that matter, and administrators, they had a lot of problem with TN Ready, with the electronic testing. And uh, I ran a bill last year that solidified for another two years that in elementary school, we will still do paper testing for the kids because that's what they're most, most familiar with. Mm-hmm. And in middle school, they will do paper testing next year also. Okay. Now, high and that sc- had transitioned to yes. digital. Yes, high school is going to transition and probably stay digital because we all know in higher education, a lot of it has to be on the laptop and on the computer, yeah. so that they're more agile in, in, in manipulating the computer. But we found the stress levels in kids, especially in early education, that when you give them an iPad in front of them and they have to continue to swipe and swipe, it gets very confusing to them. Okay. So they're most familiar with the pieces of paper. So we saw, we have seen great jumps in, in, in our classrooms with testing because we stayed paper with TN Ready. And that's something I'm very committed to. And that bill came from a conversation with Murray County teachers. Nice. That bill came from uh, having if a conversation. I'm, if I may interject a question, Scott, mm-hmm. what, yes. what has been done or is being done to uh, increase the reliability of the platform or of the, you know, the test that one of the biggest problems we had, uh, was that every time we started taking the test, it crashed. You're talking about the digital one. Yeah. yeah, The digital test would crash. And then the, the, yeah, I I really got irritated when this happened, the state legislature would come out the day, the very next day and say, okay, well, since it crashed, these tests aren't going to count. And the kids just went, Oh, okay. Correct. So it doesn't matter. Next yes. fall, next fall, we found out they did count, right? And our schools got dinged for that. Uh, you know, now as a teacher, I lost a lot of faith in the reliability of the platform. That's correct, and it became very difficult to. And, and the kids lost the faith in it. They were like, "Well, you know, is it going to? You know, is it even going to work? Let alone do so, we have to test it?" <laughs> so a year ago, uh, we were all paper testing. Uh, and obviously there's no problem with the platform because we're not using it. Uh, we've, uh, the, the Department of Education has hired Pearson to do our online uh, uh, servers. Pearson is the largest testing company in the world. But what we've also done is by going paper in early education in elementary and going paper in middle school, 
the amount of people that are on the servers right now for high school One. are minuscule, and so the servers are able to handle the capacity. That's been our argument with the department is if we keep high school and we sprinkle in and just test it maybe next year to see how middle school performs with the servers, not the test. The test is, is okay. Is can the servers handle the capacity? Yeah, that's a lot now, of children. Now, here's the thing I care about. I don't care about whether or not the kid can take a test electronically or paper. What I care about is can they show me what they know? Right. That's all I care about. Can they show me what they know? And that was one of the bills we ran this year. Um, we eliminated the testing time for our test in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. If a kid maybe has dyslexia or has a little bit of some anxiety, a teacher can grant them an extra 25 minutes to take the test. Because I'm not concerned about, once again, how fast they can take it. I want them to be able to show me what they know. So it wasn't like when I was in school and I looked at the clock and said, oh, crap, I have 10 minutes left. I just started hitting the X's and, and X'ing all the way down the last column because I had to fill them all in. Right. And I didn't have any time left. And I figured, well, it's 50-50 shot. That's the problem is you're not showing me what you know now. Right. Because I, I was know, under a clock. So I, I like that, the, that there's an ability to yeah. give more time for those that need it. Because, because it, we're all graded by scores, right? Yeah, we are all evaluated our whole life. There's never a time where you guys are being evaluated right now while we're doing this show. Everybody that's listening, everybody's being evaluated. Let the kids have the time to show us what yeah. they know, so that they can get a true evaluation. Another plea I would say from the teacher side: uh-huh. keep a platform longer than two years. That's correct. So we can adjust. It takes a teacher, uh, a good teacher, a great teacher, even. Three years yes. to make an adjustment to the changes in the platform so they can tell their kids, okay, this is the way it's going to be presented so you can show us what you really know yes. and, and stuff like that. And one of the pro- again, one of the problems we've had is that every time we turn around, yes. they change the format of the test. Right. And Well, you, you're, and, a, you're, a, you're a coach like I am. Okay, why, why does Vanderbilt struggle? Why do teams that are poor continue to struggle? It's because they keep turning over their coaching staff every two or three years. Look at UT for a while, right? Before yeah. Coach Heupel, you, you had a new football coach every couple well, of that years. That question's yeah. still out there to tell Well, that's true. So this is, <laughs> but same thing in education, right? Right. Consistency, consistency in the way we present education will lead to teachers being more comfortable with the platform. Students understanding what's expected to them so that what? They can show us what they know. Yeah. And that's the goal. You know, you asked me the goal in education uh, when we started this conversation. The goal in education is to teach every kid the fundamentals and basics so that they can choose to do whatever they want to do in life because they have the fundamentals and basics to allow them to do that. That's the goal in education. And and you basically said the the bill you're so much more so proud of right now that the you've gathered were able to do up in Nashville is that literacy bill. That's right. It's going to change education here because we're going to empower the teachers to do what they want to do, which is teach. Yeah, and and I've shared with you before. My my daughter's a teacher in mm-hmm. Henderson County, and I was looking at the top um, rated school districts in in the mm-hmm. state of Tennessee, and their county is number fifteen. Mm-hmm. She is so proud of that. She, on her testing, her county is at a certain level. Her kids in her room actually tested 15% better than the entire county mm-hmm. and her school. Mm-hmm. Her Literally, her classroom was the best tested in the, in the school, so she's so proud of that. Well, I'm getting the notice that we have to take a break, Scott, so we'll be back. 
with the Big Yellow School Bus with Scott Sapecki and Mike Lyle after a word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Are you suffering from knee pain despite trying usual medications and injections? If this is you, I have great news. Most common causes of knee pain are degeneration due to aging, injury, or repeated stress. In our office, we offer decompression for the knee, which increases range of motion and decreases pain in arthritic and degenerative knees. Studies have shown that this type of mechanical traction can be more effective than conventional methods alone. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call mepainfree.com or 615-551-9224. People often ask about the initials after mine and Monty's names. Those initials are CFP, Certified Financial Planner. As a CFP, we will do our best to help you in the attainment of your financial goals while protecting those assets with proper insurance coverage. We encourage the team approach of holistic financial planning by working alongside your CPA and attorney. This is Gay Pike with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Let's make a plan. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, I'm Sheila Butt, former business owner and state representative running for mayor because we need strong leadership. We don't want CRT, higher taxes, unchecked growth, and unconstitutional mandates. We want safe communities and great schools. I appreciate the endorsement of the Murray County Republican Party, but I know that the most important endorsement is your vote of trust. Together, we will control growth and preserve the things that we love about Murray County. Paid for by the committee to elect Sheila Butt, Jacob Love Treasurer. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.
Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM. Brought to you by Caledonian Financial. We are here today with Mr. Scott Sapicki, 64th District State Representative, talking about education because he serves on the education committees up in Nashville. And, of course, Mike Lyle and myself. Hey, um, Scott, I wanted to share something also. I shared something um, about the the new uh, people we had at the beginning of the show. I also wanted to uh, share that um, I am the president of Columbia Counseling Ministries, which is a great community organization that helps people that need counseling on a sliding scale. And we are having a fundraiser. It's going to be a fun fundraiser. That's why I'm bringing it up. It's the July 4th Red, White, and Blue Car and Truck Show at Murray County Park. Um, hope you can bring your hot rod out there, or your hot rod truck, or your or your fancy motorcycle, Scott, and put it on display. I'll bring my tractor. Bring your tractor. <laughs> hey, I don't have an award for that yet, but if it's the only one, I'll win. we'll think of something. Yeah, yeah. I'll win. Most creative. <laughs> Most creative. Um, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, the weather looks like it's going to hold out. We're not going to have any rain. It'll just be warm. It's July, so that's okay. Um, but yeah, come on out to July to Murray County Park on July 4th from around 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. We're going to have the car and truck show at, right at the football stadium. It's going to be 75 degrees, folks. 75. That's what Jack Cobb says. 75 well, degrees. It might be at 3 a.m. <laughs> at 3 a.m. It might be 75 be positive. degrees. Yeah. Be positive. And it's going to carry over till the beginning of the show. I'm um, positive it's going to be at least 75. There, there you go. go. That's a good way to put it. Hey, as long as it's 75 <laughs> one time during the day, we're in business. Hey, come on out. Check out the cars. Bring your car. Um, enjoy some food. I have now. I have now six food trucks coming to the show, which is a big draw. People mm-hmm. love stopping and eating from the food trucks. Um, we have some music going on by a local artist, and it just should be a really good time. Hope to see everybody there at Murray County Park on July 4th at the Columbia or at the Murray County Parks football stadium, which is where Columbia Central High School plays their football games. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott, before the break, we were talking about Something I really think is great, and that was consistency in education. Like you said during the break, you said it's like sports. You have to con- consistency in sports. So mm-hmm. hopefully the literacy bill will help gear us up for that. And everything that you guys do in Nashville as our representatives, making laws and, and bettering education in our state and bringing every standard up as much as you can. So hopefully that helps. Let's talk about something near and dear to me and I believe you, and Mm -hmm. that's career and technical education. Yes, sir. Um, I announced at the beginning of the show that um, the new superintendent, assistant superintendent of um, instruction is a CTE. We'll just call it CTE so we don't have to say career and technical education the whole time. Um, He has a, a strong background in CTE and you guys on Capitol Hill are doing a lot to enhance our career and technical education programs for all all schools across the uh, the state. And mm-hmm. could you share some of the big things that are happening in CTE right now? Absolutely. So first of all, we know this new generation of kids knows how to use their thumbs. Okay, every kid knows how, and every mom out and there, and they're very fast at it too. And, and, and you know, everybody's I'm a laughing thumber. right now. Yeah, I'm a one thumber on my phone, <laughs> and, and not a, they, they they can do it without looking at it. Oh my <laughs> gosh, yes. So no, seriously, um, there's a new generation of student. Mm-hmm. The student, the new generation of student is not patient. They want immediate gratification, 
and they are leaning away from the big four-year institutions. Okay, they are. Um, we know that doctors and lawyers and certain things require those long-time educational components, right? Four years of school, four years of med school, or four years of veterinary school, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But kids right now, students are transitioning away from that. That's why we're really concerned uh, about making sure that they have an opportunity for success if they choose something other than four-year institutions. At Columbia State, Senator Hensley and I, we have been working on this for four years, and we finally had we finally got this one across the finish line. Uh, the new health sciences building at Columbia State will be was funded by, by the state of Tennessee. We got that done. That is a deal changer for Columbia State. That's going to allow them to access programs that will attract so many kids to help meet the needs of health sciences and also uh, uh, career technical issues with like the new battery plant going in up at Spring Hill. Mm-hmm. There's going to be that's that's a specialized technical field that you're going to have to be trained in and they'll have the ability to meet those needs for that new battery plant along with other places too. And and just our listening audience, Columbia State Community College main campus is right here in Columbia, Tennessee. That's correct. And they have a campus uh, satellite in Spring Hill, I believe, Uh, in Franklin. In Franklin. In Franklin, okay. So it's a great community college and it's a great stepping first step for many students out of school. Well, that's that's how you access Tennessee Promise. Uh, to two years of free college to get your associate's at degree, a community college. right at a community college or a TCAT center. But what we, what Governor Lee and the General Assembly, and you are so right about consistency. The General Assembly doesn't have a lot of turnover. The House and the Senate is pretty stable, mm-hmm. and that's why when they drew the Constitution up, that's why they gave the General Assembly policy lawmaking ability. Right. They didn't give it to the executive branch or the, or, or the judiciary. So. What you're saying is Governor Lee doesn't go in, make a bill, sign it, and it becomes law. That's correct. So everything comes from the executive branch under our consideration. Trust me, we amend the governor's bills a lot because sometimes they're just not written in a way that is advantageous to all of Tennessee. But that's the job that I play in education is making sure that I stay close to the teachers, the administrators, the people, the boots on the ground. And one of the big pushes we're making right now in Tennessee is to create a, a true, not not an imaginary, but a true dual pathway in education. You can go four-year college okay. where you're going to take courses associated with making sure you're prepared to succeed at a four-year institution mm-hmm. or a community college. Or you, now you're going to be able to go a career technical path. What we have to do in Nashville is the evaluation system that we have in place for the four-year pathway cannot be the same as the career technical because it's different classes and different uh, d- different studies. Right. So we are in the process right now of creating an evaluation tool for high school for the career technical side that is different than the four-year or community college side. That's the first step we're doing. The second thing we've done to show our, our commitment is uh, with the new TISA bill, the Tennessee Investment in Student Achievement Bill, uh, we have invested – We've invested a lot of money in career technical for our schools. So uh, uh, Director Ventura knows that in the 23-24 school year, every student in high school that is involved in a career technical program, right, that leads to a certificate. It can't be a one-off. It has to lead to a certificate that our county will receive up to $5,000 per student who's in a course. 
so we can continue to grow those programs and and improve them and work on the relationships yeah. with the business community because now we are providing at the state level and there's no local match on that it's 5000 from the state so that we can invest more in these career technical programs for these kids who are so good with their thumbs that we have an avenue for them to what make a have a great I, career and i think one thing that needs to be emphasized um as a motivation or as a as you know, when you're starting to think about a career, our economy has gone quite, quite frankly, to a service level yes. economy and a uh, digital economy. Yes. Well, those service people and stuff still need their computers. They still need the. They still need running water. They still need electricity that's going to get there. Yes. And so, the technical people that keep our infrastructure moving yes. or build our infrastructure are becoming more and more and more important to us. Uh, Simply just to keep us moving, yeah, and, yeah. You know, in, in any office structure, you have one to four managers, but you've got fifty to a thousand people under those managers, mm-hmm. and it's those fifty to a thousand that've got to be successful, or the management falls on its face. Well, you look at and, and so they're 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 becoming more and more important. Those those the you know plumbing, electrician, uh, computer heating and air stuff. conditioning, yeah, yeah, HVAC and stuff like that are. Mm-hmm are becoming more and more important, and they're getting paid much, much better than they used to. I, I talked with a, a student of mine who said, you know, he went into electricity, or no, he went into plumbing. Uh, he had an opportunity to become what they called a disaster troubleshooter. He got on a team that got, he said, we get sent to Nicaragua, we get sent to the Honduras, we get to sent to Puerto Rico every time there's an earthquake or a hurricane that comes through. Mm. He said, I cleared $100,000 last year. Yeah, he ain't making nine twenty five an hour. Yeah. No, you know, and he's he said, doing that right out goes, of high school. He said, I did that. He goes, <clears throat> He goes. well, he said, I spent my two years mm-hmm. getting my certificate. And he says, I spent five years doing that. And he said, I got my nice little nest egg. He says, now I came back. Now I'm working for CW, CPWS. I got all the savings right now built up. I, now I get to stay home, and I, I'm comfortable. I'm making a good living. And, and stuff like that's wow. what CTE yeah. does. That's and, 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 yeah, that's CTE and, 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 and one of the success stories. Of so it. We have, uh, in this year's budget, we put a million dollars, we put half a billion dollars in the budget. Every high school in the state of Tennessee will receive a $1 million grant from the state, no local match, to enhance their career technical programs in high school that have to link to a, to a certificate, okay? Did that's, you say every county? Every, 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 every high school. Every high school in the wow. whole in the whole state That's will receive one million dollars. Yeah. Every middle school will receive up to half a million dollars. For instance, like Hampshire, because it's kind of combined unit school. Yeah, you may get like a million for the high school and maybe two fifty for the middle school because they're basically going to be right. sharing the same space. But like uh, Battle Creek Middle School, they'll receive half a million dollars. Spring Hill High School will receive a million dollars. Columbia Central a million. Mount Pleasant a million dollars. Wow, that's a great investment. Well, because we know, that, and, and Mike, you said it, you hit it around the head. The generation that is retiring the fastest right now are the ones that build it and fix it. And those are great, hear me, folks, those are great careers. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, ask yourself right now how much it costs to have your AC fixed right now. Yeah, call for a plumber. Call for yeah. a plumber right now, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and so we are investing in this as a state because we've got to bring back that dual pathway for kids. Here's a great example. Out of Columbia State, we ran a bill trying to get uh, Tennessee Promise money for the line worker program. If you've been out to Columbia State, you see the telephone poles. Yeah. Well, those are teaching people how to climb the poles and service the utility, right? 
they have about, I think it's a 100% graduation rate and a 98% placement. The only reason why it's 98 is because a couple of the students actually wanted to go to work for Nashville Electric, but they couldn't hire them because they didn't have a spot for them. <laughs> but now since they've got the spot, they've been hired by Nashville Electric. Right. You go to school there for 10 weeks, and you come out making $71,000 a year. Not bad. But think about that. You could graduate high school. But the problem was it cost $4,500 for these kids to take the course. They didn't have the money. So we're running a, we ran a bill last year. We got it all the way to finance, but it died for lack of, for lack of financial support. Next year, we think Governor Lee is going to put it in his budget and put a pilot program out there because these line worker programs, heavy equipment operators, CDL. These are careers now. I mean, drive behind a semi on the interstate right now, sign-on bonus, $10,000, yeah. a guaranteed of $2,000 a week. And we need bus drivers. We need bus drivers. And so it just goes on and on and on. Career technical is the fabric of our, of our country. Yes. All right? Look at General Motors, right? You've got some people up there that have high college degrees, right, that run the factory, but you know who assembles the cars? Skilled labor. Yes, people with skills and, and that can do things. You know, I, I don't want to de-emphasize those that do take the four-year path and, and stuff like that because, like I said, we do need the managers. We do right. need the the the, the CEOs and, and yeah. stuff like that. My daughter that, got that, a master's degree. That, you know, I've got a master's in education and, and and stuff. We need those, but again, the numbers of those jobs don't compare anywhere near the numbers of the infrastructure and jobs. And the good thing about and, it, like uh, you become a welder, right? You become a certified welder. You, you can anywhere. weld anywhere in the world you right. want. You go anywhere. Yeah. We've talked mean. about welding before on the show before because yeah. I actually did yeah. learn how to yeah. weld as a young man at General Motors yeah. when I worked there in my first career. Yeah, electrician. Yeah. So you, these you, careers, these career command. technicals are mobility. Most of them are recession-proof. Because you still got to weld, you still got to do plumbing, you still got to fix your AC, right? Someone's got to be able to turn on the lights. Right. And so (laughs) what you're doing is you are building a human capital infrastructure that will serve us for the next 40, 50 years. But you've got to get that transition. That's what we're doing in General Assembly is we're taking the stigma off of, oh, career technical. We're saying, no, it's career technical now. You can make a living. How about this? You go to school at uh, at Hohenwald down here, at, at TCAT Hohenwald. You spend two years down there, you come out a welder. You have no student debt. You've got a job as a, as a journey, as an elementary level or an apprentice welder. You're probably making 40000 bucks a year. You spend two years doing that. Now now you're a certified welder. You're probably making upwards of 80, 90 to 100 if you want to work. But now you can go anywhere you want to live. Now, hopefully, you'll stay here in Tennessee because we've invested in you. Right. But you know what? If you want to go to the beach and live on the beach, you can go to the beach and live on the beach and be a welder. And you'll have a job tomorrow. Phlebotomists, people that draw blood, right? We need these people. We need nurses' assistants, right? That's why the health sciences building is so important at, at Columbia State. But now the investment we're making in our middle schools and high schools we're telling these kids, don't be ashamed to go into career technical. You can make a lot of money, a lot of money. And you can do it r- right out of high school or right out of yeah. um, the, the two-year degree. So that, that, that's something we're really And they are setting up programs in which, again, you, you mentioned, I think it may have been off the air, that, that the CTE 
it needs to be attached to, you know, you come out, you are a licensed yes. person. It's you're, got, you're it's got, it's got to be associated with a certificate. Yeah, you're, you got a certificate, which basically means you are a licensed expert in that, in, in that field or at that level. Um, you know, we don't, again, as a teacher, I had to go through four years of education before I got that level. And, uh, you know, uh, as we have talked about, I didn't get anywhere near that kind of salary. Right. But, yeah. uh, uh, well, I'm excited. You know, I announced Mr. Keith Stacy as our new assistant superintendent of instruction, who was a CTE director. And so he brings a wealth of knowledge in CTE, which is going to enhance some of the programs. Um, and also we have a new CTE director um, for our district, Amy um, Davis, I think. Um, she is going to be integral working with Mr. Stacy to be able to enhance these programs. And then what you guys do up north in, in Nashville in a statewide level. Well, we're not that far north. Don't make me sound like I'm in Pittsburgh. Okay, well, <laughs> northern, north of Spring Hill. A okay? short drive. Up, up <laughs> yeah, hey, you, you, get north, you, get, you get north of the mall, you, you're north. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get north of Spring Hill nowadays. But that's, uh, that's, okay, so if we segue back real quick, right? Yeah. Early education. The fundamentals of reading, writing, and math. You got to drill that home because that's the building blocks of everything that comes after it, right? If you're a middle school teacher and the kids coming to you can read, write, and do math on grade level, that's a different classroom now. Then you can take them to the higher order yes. thinking and stuff. I think that's one of the things we have gotten out of order. In, in, in they want, you know, my wife's an elementary or was an elementary teacher, she retired as well. But they were wanting them to get into this higher order thinking Correct. ahead of time, and they didn't know the basics yet, and they yeah. couldn't they, they couldn't keep them. Well, every on, every on, teacher on knows, level. right? I mean, kids, girls develop differently than boys mentally, right? They go through different stages, right? And all teachers know this, right? If depending on what grade level you teach in in, in K through twelve, the girls will be in a different position than the boys mentally. They shift back and forth, mm-hmm. and they grow back and forth, right? Our goal is to make sure that we're not pushing things to them that they they can't mentally absorb. Right, right. You have to do it in order. And you go back and look at education in the seventies when the United States led the world in education. It was the fundamentals and basics, and it was repetition. Right, driving home like the old model used to be in odd numbered years. The teachers, you'd put your best teachers in, in odd-numbered school years so that they would push education and thought, right? Hmm. Even-numbered years, you would put the teachers in there that were good of driving it home, repetition, driving it home. And you only tested every other year. You tested in the even-numbered years. So the, in the first grade, they would teach and push knowledge. Second grade, they would reinforce everything they've been taught so they gained depth, knowledge, and understanding. Mm-hmm test for it to make sure they got it, then go on to third grade, and that third grade teacher would push again. There you go. And that's how you develop these kids that could not only understand it, but have depth, knowledge, and understanding of the product. Wow, great conversation. And and I really, really like that. And you talk about the 70s, that was us. That was us. Yeah. And well, it was repetition. I'm told we got to go to a break, so we'll be back with Scott Sapicki, Mike Lyle, and myself on the Big Yellow School Bus after these messages.
Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. That symphony of engines roaring in perfect harmony. It's a feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, Jerry. Oh, my word. Really, really terrible. Was that a glockenspiel, Jerry? Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Uh, No, Jerry. It's over. Dell's Black Friday in July sale is here. Power productivity with a tech refresh. Now with up to 45% off top-rated laptops like the XPS, along with our special deals on business desktops with Intel Core processors. Get big savings on the latest servers, storage, monitors, and more with free shipping and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Upgrade today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Ram owners know tough, and they know what they want. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us to have a huge inventory. Call or stop by to talk to one of our Jeep or Ram product specialists, and we will help you build your dream ride. You can count on us. Choose a 1500, 2500, or 3500. Pick the power, options, even the color you want. Buy online and save time with our online shopping tool. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello everyone, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Are you aware that gold is at historical highs? That's right, and now is an opportune time to sell that unwanted jewelry made of gold or platinum. We also buy gold and silver coins or ingots. Tillis Jewelry will make you a top dollar offer paid in cash on the spot. Also, we buy diamonds from a quarter carat and larger, any shape, round, oval, marquee, and princess. Bring them in for an offer, you might just be surprised. Highest offer paid, I guarantee it. Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia and Lewisburg. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. It's rodeo time in Murray County. It's time for our 18th annual Murray County Sheriff's Rodeo. Be July the 15th and 16th. The gates will open at 530. The show will begin at 8 p.m. We have a free kid zone with pony rides, jumpy houses, petting zoo, face painting, and balloon artists. So come on out to Murray County's number one family event at this year's Murray County Sheriff's Rodeo. Folks, Barry Rankin is your hometown grocer right here at Foodland in Columbia, Tennessee, downtown Columbia. Barry, it's the 4th of July. What you got going this week? Hey, we got some good specials this week. We've got fresh ground beef, uh, $2.69 a pound. We have whole ribeye, uh, $6.99, or they'll, you can buy the already cut ones for $7.99. We have Boston butts for $1.69 a pound. We have fresh chicken leg quarters that we sell in a 10-pound bag, so that would make those 
$5.90. We got Taylor's Watermelons for $4.99. We also have a Nestle Pure Water. You get three 24-packs for $10. Those are the specials that start today and will run through Tuesday, July 5th. Now, let's see, Barry, are you going to have any uh, special days and hours this week, or is it regular days and hours? No, we regular days. It'll be Sunday through Saturday, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. Okay. Open all day Monday, regular hours. Barry, have a great 4th of July. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM, brought to you by Caledonian Financial. Well, guys, thanks for this great, informative show. Scott, I really appreciate you coming online and and, and giving us a, an update on some of the things that are going on in your role as our state representative and, and the good conversation. I just wanted to do another public service announcement um, to let everybody know, if you're listening to this show, it is summertime, and our schools will start back up on August 1st. That's Monday, August 1st, 2022. Okay, so if you're listening during the summer, just a quick reminder that the fall school begins August 1st. That's Monday of 2022. Wow. I know. It seems like it's right around the corner. Um, we're I, recording now, and it's, um, it's about July. We all started after... Labor Day, right? We generally, up, right? generally speaking, Day. yeah. Now they start like in the and we all still got out in May. Yes, we did. So we started can, a month uh, later and still got out at the same time. Yes, I can remember did. as a football player, we used to have two a days for two weeks before school started yeah. in August. In August, and now as when I finished coaching, school started before we could start practice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is an early start. I think that's because there's more school days um, available for education now. I think. There, I think there's more time off. Yeah. Right. There's it, more time it, off. There's, yeah, we never, yeah. Fall we never we didn't have breaks, a full yeah. week as a fall break. Yeah. We didn't have a full week as a Thanksgiving break. Uh actually didn't have a full week as a spring break when I was in school. So. I'm reading our, our district calendar and it says the number of teaching days, including eight inclement weather days, is one hundred and seventy five days for the school year. Hmm. So it's probably you're supposed to you're supposed to have 180, Maybe. but we'll talk about that later. Well, yeah. and then it says number. Hang on, I didn't there's, hear there's that. More folks. Here. There's, no, there's more here. So I thought the 180 accountability was the magic days are 200. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but that's that's just the number of they got to be in the, they got to be in the class days 100. They got to be in the class uh, 180 days. Yeah, yeah, and well, there's other things on this calendar here. Pizza um, day. Yeah. <laughs> Bring your dog to school day. <laughs> um, and anyway, we start Monday. August 1st, Mm. it is a full day of school, folks, so be prepared for that and um, get your kids in there and make sure they're on time that morning. Scott, thank you so much again for coming on the show. Um, The interesting things that we didn't cover, and I want to talk about what is going on right now. Right now, we're facing massive um, increases in our fuel. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, inflation's a little high right now for this uh, period in and so what are some of the things, I know that the 
the legislature and, and your teams are working on things to help alleviate some of that. Where well, are they well, the, the job as a representative isn't isn't just when we're in session those three four months in 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 the beginning of the year. It's it's a year round job. Uh, we've had meetings recently about uh, uh, talking about coming back into possible a special session and removing the gas tax in Tennessee till the end of the year. It'll save you about twenty seven cents a gallon. It's not a lot, but it's twenty seven cents a gallon that goes back into your pocket on a Philip. It's about nine dollars. Uh, we also, in the education committee, we are very concerned about the cost of diesel fuel to fuel our buses, our school buses. We know the transportation uh, uh, parts of the budget are, are doubling a lot in most of our counties. And so we're thinking about when we come back into session in January of creating a grant program of diesel fuel that you can pull a grant down from the state to help alleviate your d- diesel fuel extra costs involved there. With, with yeah, well, uh, we had Garth Pinkston, our supervisor of transportation, on the show last week, and he was sharing um, the cost of diesel and how much it's increased. It's and serious. He literally spent his entire budget in the first quarter. That's correct. And so we can come in in January. Normally when they're going to start to get short on funds, it's the second half of, of, of the school year. So we can come back into January, pass this grant very quickly, and have it in place. So when they start to get low on fuel in February, March, and April, they can pull grant money down. So that, And, and the purpose here is we have about a $3 billion surplus this year again. Okay. We, so we can give that money back to the local communities so that county commissions don't have to raise taxes to, to cover fuel. Yeah. And then the last thing that we're working on, very importantly, and this is going out mm-hmm. to teachers and, and, and everybody out there who's concerned about education, we have argued up in the General Assembly for four years that we have too many standards, too many things for our teachers to teach our kids in a school year. And all teachers are probably nodding their heads right now, are, are shaking, nodding their heads, Saying yes, they agree. We agree. Yeah. And so we are going through, and this is how Mike's it starts. Mike's agreeing, and he's a retired teacher. We are starting with the social studies this year, right? Okay. Social studies standards review is going on right now at the state. If you are a teacher in your grade level and you see something that is like maybe inappropriate for that grade level, like maybe it's being taught in third grade and you thought it should be taught maybe in sixth grade when the kids have more cognitive ability, please call the Department of Education or the State Board of Education and let them know those changes. Because we tell them all the time with the meetings I have with teachers down here about what they tell me, but they want to hear it from the teachers. Mm-hmm. So please, teachers, if you're out there listening, social study standards reviews right now, look at the standards that are being taught. If you want changes to them, let the Department of Ed- Education know or the State Board of Education know your thoughts. It's a very simple process. You just shoot them an email. Sounds easy enough. And it is very important. And Mike, you were shaking your head on that those standards, and, mm-hmm. and it's probably um, I'm, I'm not a teacher, so I don't know for sure the the feeling on that. But I have to think that if Mike's agreeing and you're yeah, saying standards that, are standards are important. Oh yeah. But if you get into a lot of minutia on the standards, then you get bogged down. Okay. You know, they what they need to do is just hit what is absolutely necessary. We can hit those, and then we have the opportunity to go beyond those mm-hmm. as we have the time. Well, I mean, to as do a, that. Mike is a football coach, right? If I need the kid to block the kid in front of him, your first priority is to block the kid in front of you. Once you master that, now I can teach you technique of how to make it easier. Once the kids master the fundamentals of education, of reading, writing, and math, then a teacher will know this and they'll sprinkle in some nuances for them. To gain more depth, yeah. Learn to take that yeah. first step. Learn yeah. to hit, you know, put your head in the right spot right. or something like that. 
the same thing happens in the education. Well, we're, we're getting tight on time, so we did want to talk a little bit. You said there's potentially some help with the gas prices or a gas tax. Or gas something? tax about talking about going back in and removing the gas tax. Uh, that would save us about $0.27 cents a gallon, about $9 of fill-up. For, for every four for, gallons, it's a buck or more. That's right. Yeah. And, so, and just and just try to get money back. All right. So Mike's giving me the signals, and he's saying if we want to get our uh, shout-outs sure. in, we need to go ahead and get those done. If we have any time left, we'll go ahead and talk a little bit more. So, Scott, do you have a, a shout-out today on the Big Absolutely. I want, I want to say thank you to all the educators out there. It has been a, term, a, tr a tumultuous two years in education. And thank you for hanging in there with us. Um, I'm looking forward uh, to, to continuing my conversations with the, the teachers of Murray County and, and listening to them and carrying that legislation up there. But thank you for the work you've done with our children. We believe that you've worked so hard that now we've got our kids back to pre-pandemic levels, and we're really excited about what you're going to do next year when we push these kids up even higher. And if we can get up to in the 40s in literacy rate, that takes us into the top 25 in the country in education. Cool. All right, Mike, you have a shout-out? Yeah, to, uh, it's going to be kind of an extension of that. I want to shout-out and a pat on the back to our retiring teachers. Oh, yeah. uh, you are the vanguard of the, all the change. In the last 20 years, which, which is where our career has been, there's been more change in education than there has been in 100 years. Mm -hmm. And, and they've done a great job. And then to the new teachers coming in, you know, Thank we you. have your back. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for, for you know for for taking on the challenge that's coming, uh, and uh, we expect we expect great things, and we we know we've got great things. Coming. All right, Mike. New ones. Thank you so much. And my shout out will be thank you to all of our community partners for Murray County Public Schools and everyone that does steps above and beyond for education. Well, that's it for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus with Scott Sapicki, Mike Lyle, Jack Cobb. Thank you very much, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Monday from 4 to 5 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM.